Hi, my name's Deborah Ray, and I'm the owner of Music Bazaar. This is my flood story, and thank you for joining me on this journey today. Come with me, and we'll leave the quad, and we'll head to Keene Street, where we turn left, and we'll come to the roundabout, and we'll turn right onto Magellan Street. And this is the street where my shop is. Thursday the 30th of March began as a fairly normal day. We'd had heavy rain for weeks at this point. And it was a quiet day because it was raining heavily, so there weren't many people in town. During the morning, I had some conversations with my neighbour Sharon from Little Polly and the Blackbird. We were discussing the weather and the rain and the possibilities of flooding and what that might be like. Also, during that morning, my partner had had a day off work and was came into the shop feeling quite worried, had been driving around and had seen water sitting in a lot of places and was very concerned that something serious was going to occur. So I made the decision to shut everything down and start packing up and that it would be a good idea to start moving things upstairs as we've done before for many possible floods or flood threats. We moved a small amount of stuff upstairs. My partner became very concerned that the rain was getting heavier and heavier and the streets were flooding and that I really needed to get my car out of the car park, at which point we went to get my car. And where my partner had been driving around a little bit and looking at where the water was and where flash flooding was happening, we were also aware that there was flash flooding between my house in South Lismore and the shop and the CBD. So we had concern about being able to get back and forwards and my partner very much wanted me to come home to make sure that my dog, who was old and small, was okay and that my son, who was here and had a lot of his belongings under the house, that we were all safe and able to tackle the whole thing together. So if you walk along Magellan Street and we go across Carrington, my shop is the second on the right, next to Little Polly and the Blackbird. Depending on what day you happen to be doing this walk, I may well be inside Music Bazaar, working behind the counter, as I most often am. So feel free to pop in and say hi. We packed up all the CDs that were in drawers in a, from a large counter that I had at the time, and we took all the drawers full of the actual CDs upstairs. The CD cases were all still on display on the shelves, and we didn't have the time to collect all of those and take them upstairs. We took the external hard drive from the computer upstairs. I didn't take any stereos upstairs. We put the computer on top of the counter which I thought was huge and really solid and heavy and, and probably wouldn't move. I took some records and things that I had downstairs that, were, that I knew were valuable, some collections that I'd recently bought, but there was an enormous amount of stuff that I wasn't able to protect and to take upstairs, that so there just wasn't the time. It was extremely stressful and the first time that I'd really dealt with a major problem like that entirely on my own, having become the sole owner of Music Bazaar and no longer having a business partner to confer with, feeling the need to be with family and to make decisions with them and to try and protect our home and to try and get that as organised as possible. 
at the same time as wanting to protect my baby, which was the shop which I've been growing for the last 20 years that is so close to my heart as well. And feeling very torn between the two places and finding it difficult to gauge exactly what time to move the cars away from, from South Lismore, knowing that the streets were going to get flooded, that the cars would go under if we didn't remove them and get them out of the way. But then, of course, once we did that, we became marooned and were unable to then use some of the time that I could have used packing up more stuff at the shop. Yeah, I found a lot of those things very difficult. So the three of us, my partner, my son and myself, drove our three cars across to higher ground, parked them near a friend's place, and my friend then drove the three of us back with my car and then took my car away again and parked it up on higher ground. It was probably late afternoon, early evening, when we heard this bloop, 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 and it was a really strange noise. It was really spooky, it was eerie. And all the dogs in the neighborhood started barking. And that was the creek, Hollingworth Creek, the water starting to come from there across the road out the front of my house and towards us. And my partner decided to go and turn the gas bottle off around the side of the house. And I think by the time my partner had sort of got down the stairs, the water was probably ankle high, maybe shin high. My partner went around the side of the house, turned off the gas bottle, came back, and the water was already thigh high and was just rising so rapidly. And that was a moment where, even though we decided to stay and I knew that the house would be surrounded by water, I suddenly had a really different instinctive feeling to just get the hell out. And it was a very different primal kind of feeling that, that came in there. At that point, I was lifting a lot of records inside the house onto beds, hoping that the water wasn't going to come in upstairs at the house. I knew it was going to inundate underneath the house. And my son had moved as much of his belongings as he could upstairs. Luckily, we'd been to a flood meeting two weeks prior to this, and we'd been given a, a battery-run radio and torches, um, which turned out to be incredibly useful. My partner had put some baked beans and some bottles of water. We filled up a lot of bottles of water in case the water got contaminated or we couldn't use the water and put a ladder up at the back of the house onto the roof so that with the baked beans and the water so that if, if things got extremely, extremely bad, we could actually all get up on the roof and sit there and we would have something to eat and something to, to drink. As it was, the water came up to about the last step at the front of my house no water actually came into the upstairs of the house, which was a godsend. Well, basically, I stayed up all night and was on Facebook. There was a lot of different conversations and listening to the local radio and trying to gain information from everywhere where I kept feeling hopeful and then feeling like, oh, no, that's not, that's not going to be okay. And then feeling hopeful that maybe it really will be okay. And then there was a point where somebody sent me a photo of the front of the boat approaching the Music Bazaar sign above my shop doors with the water and the boat at the same level as the bottom of the sign. And at that point, I realized that nothing was okay, that 
everything was covered in flood mud. And I walked out to my veranda and I just bellowed like a cow. I made the most primal noises that I've made since childbirth. I just felt heartbroken and absolutely devastated. All the hope that I had that maybe some things would be okay and maybe it wouldn't be too bad was just gone. Nothing was okay. I think it was Sunday when the waters had receded enough for us to easily make our way back into town. So my partner and my son and I walked into town from from South Lismore and I really wasn't ready to see the shop at this point. We needed to, to pick up the cars, so we had to go on a bit of a walk anyway to collect the cars. But for me, that was a really important time of just trying to take in what had happened to the town, the level of devastation that had happened to everybody. I think that allowed me to get a bigger picture on what to expect when I did actually see the shop and also to realize that this was this was really big and this was affecting the whole town the whole community we collected the cars and I drove down from the hospital and then up Magellan Street there was a, a, a feeling of of being in a disaster zone a feeling of things being out of the usual, out of the ordinary. People were parking on pavements and the usual order wasn't being followed. Eventually, when I'd found somewhere to park the car, I managed to brace myself and I approached Music Bazaar. The sight was pitiful. There were records sliding out from underneath the door and across the pavement, CDs and CD cases, all jumbled, but somehow managing to find their way out underneath the tiniest crack under the door. A lot of stuff had gathered towards the front of the shop, and when I opened the doors, there was just this strange, tumbled mess of all the little CD cases, the clothes, the posters, records, everything was just all mixed up like it had been through some strange form of washing machine and slicked with brown mud. So where I carefully put my computer on top of the big counter, it had tumbled this way and that way and was barely even recognisable. Floodwaters have strange ways of moving things and the things that you don't imagine will move at all sometimes move the furthest and gain some kind of buoyancy or the current takes them somehow. So even walking in at first was difficult because we were walking on CD cases and records and things. I felt the urge to try and save everything and save whatever I could and gather things so they could be washed and salvaged. But I felt like that was that terrible hoarding part of me that I should ignore. And I just kept saying to myself, you've just got to let it go, Deb. But as much as that was happening and I was stunned and devastated, there was all these people coming in and they were offering help and they were so beautiful and 
I had maybe expected to see customers that I'd known from the shop for years and people who I knew loved the shop. But I saw a lot of people I didn't know. And I remember there being a fellow that came over from Byron with a a big generator, a petrol run generator and an industrial gurney and was just offering to to spray out people's shops. He didn't really know any of us, but he just came to help. And that story was quite common. There were a lot of people that just came with a desire to help. And there was an army of people coming in and washing the records and we set up stations of buckets and things to wash the records. There were things that I had taken and I had taken my customer orders, the things that I had behind the counter that were ordered for people. So there were records and there were CDs and DVDs that that people had on order and they hadn't yet picked up that were all upstairs. So there was a point where we were hosing down all this stuff, but in the evening people would be, be in touch with me and they would come and they would give me money for things that they were collecting that they had ordered. And I was doing that out of the back of the shop, running upstairs to where I'd moved some of these things. And and so I really feel like I was trading almost within the first few days. And one of my friends bought every poster that was on the wall, even though they had mud on them. Other people who bought some of the clocks that are carved out of records that were also just above the, the height of the floodwaters when they came in and people were paying more than what the prices were on them. And then there were the groups of people that would come round and ask if we wanted coffee and sandwiches and what would we like and how did we want them and did we take sugar and milk. And the amount of kindness and the amount of consideration and thoughtfulness that, that was happening was really quite phenomenal. Even though I was in shock and I wasn't really functioning and my brain definitely wasn't functioning. I was being carried by all these people and by this wave of goodwill, this energy that was just incredible. And all the things that normally I worry about and the bills and the paying this on time and juggling this and all of that was just up in the air. It was just blown away. Like it wasn't relevant. And I just felt really, really blessed. Like it wasn't how I imagined. I thought if you go through a disaster and if you lose your livelihood and you lose your income and all the things you rely on normally and your ability to do that, that somehow this big hole would open up and you'd just fall into it. But I didn't fall into a hole. I just was carried and looked after. And I still feel really, really humbled by that and really blessed and really privileged to have been the recipient of so much love. So now I'd like to tell you about how the flood changed me. And when I do, I'd like you to turn around and start your journey back towards the quad. As much as the flood brought me grief and took some things that I cherished and held very dear away from me, I also feel that it left me a changed person. It gave me gifts that are so much greater than, than the valuable records that I'd stashed away and, and hoped I could make good money on in the future that became worth next to nothing once they had no covers and were covered in mud. The flood gave me a sense of who I am in, in a much broader way. When I first became a part of Music Bazaar, 
It was a little scruffy alternative shop in town. What I realised after the flood was that Music Bazaar has been an important part of a lot of people's growing up. People who came into Music Bazaar as teenagers and bought their first hip-hop albums or dance music albums, have they themselves grown up and become parents and they have then come in with their children, which sometimes makes me feel old. But I also feel like I've been allowed to grow up with this town, with this community, that Music Bazaar has been able to grow up too. What the flood really showed me was that myself and Music Bazaar are really loved and appreciated in this town, that we've become a cherished part of Lismore. I know when I first came into Music Bazaar and I'd moved in from the bush, from living on a community with my baby on my hip and my brother-in-law and my ex-business partner were running the shop and it was somewhere I could hang out, somewhere I could feel safe and listen to amazing music that I'd never heard before. I've become aware that Music Bazaar has been a sanctuary for many people and now, having had the experience of the flood, I feel it is a privilege and an honour to hold a space that can be a sanctuary for people where they can come and listen to music and disappear into another zone, whether it's just whilst they're waiting for their car to be fixed or whether it's because they're having a bad day, whether it's because they're feeling really unstable right now and don't feel like it's safe out there just on the streets. I feel humbled and honoured to be able to hold that space. So I feel like the flood has changed me. I feel like I'm no longer the scruffy young woman that came in from the bush. I feel like I've grown in a spiritual way and in a, in a psychological way. There were times in the past that I felt put upon with people coming in with various moods and at times when I was younger I found that challenging. It's an amazing thing to be able to have a space that feels safe to people. Without the flood, I don't think I would have had that recognition of the changes that have happened to myself, to the shop, to the town, probably to the broader community. I love the opportunity that I have every day with different people entering my space and the interchange that we have and I feel blessed to be part of this community. I feel valued and appreciated. I just hope I can continue to do that for as long as possible. Well, thank you so much for listening to my story. Could you now please take your gumboots, your raincoat and your headphones back to the container? <laughs>